This episode of the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast is brought to you by Groundhog Day is an event, not a business strategy. Are you ready to finally solve those pesky issues that keep holding back your business success and never seem to go away? Embrace the power of the spring formula that unearths the issues and opportunities burrowed beneath the surface and grow your business so you thrive from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion. Claim your copy today at www.thegroundhogbook.com. Welcome to the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Join us as we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who reveal what they are doing to make the world a better place by being part of it. Be sure to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now sit back, lean in, tune in, get your notepad and two pens ready, and let's get started. My name is Adam Homey. I'm your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. The Brilliance Plus Passion Project is about celebrating folks who make the world a better place by being part of it and by their contributions to it. We cover a wide variety here, and today we have somebody who I think you're going to be very interested in getting to know. His name is Franco Perez. He is, uh, and what he does is he has a, he's involved with mobile homes, and he's a mobile home expert, he's an affordable housing author, and he's a manufactured home developer. Yes, I have a few questions here. So he's going to tell you a little bit about himself here, but let's introduce him. Franco, welcome aboard. So great to have you. (laughs) Thanks for having me, Adam. Really appreciate it. All right. So the first question I really like to ask is, what? how does the work you do make the world a better place for your clients and the world at large? That's a really deep question. And and I, I think it all stems really down to uh, when I moved here as an immigrant family uh, from the Philippines, uh, we were a very low income family. There was a point in my life where my dad was the main breadwinner for the family and my dad and mom divorced, left me, my mom, my single mom and my younger sister here in the Silicon Valley in a very expensive place to live. And if you know this area or a lot of metro areas. I know enough, believe me. Yeah. <laughs> so here to rent, it's like 3300 for a two-bedroom apartment. Or if you want to buy a single-family home, it's like $1.6 million. Yeah. And there's really nothing in between. And unfortunately, the middle class or the uh, low-income families aren't really taught uh, or given, given options for how to get ahead. And there's yeah. so much that I wish I knew that I didn't know back then. But going through that struggle, I wanted to build something that would help me get, help more people that were in those shoes. Um, I'm sorry, help more people that were in my shoes get ahead from where they are today. And, and from there we built, um, I got into real estate a lot. I tried affordable housing stuff with the government. I really disliked how all that worked. Then came across mobile homes and realized that these are 
this is a perfect stepping stone for people that want to get out of that rent rat race and get into home ownership at an entry level. Um, and then we got into that. We helped several families get out of renting and, and get a lot of ownership benefits and then move on to getting single family homes later. And, and we convert a lot of old mobile homes into brand new 1500 square foot mobile homes that are like three bedroom, two bath and look beautiful to live in. So, wow. You just answered yeah. questions number one and number two here, which is great. <laughs> now, do you also get involved in those tiny houses? You know, I have a lot of people in our industry that do. Um, I've built a few. I've built about like 11 or so in um, in my career, but it's not my main focus. Yeah, it's kind of similar to that. Tiny houses are typically 400 square feet or less. Um, yeah. With what we build, our average square footage is about 1,500 square feet. Yeah, I've been around trailers. I'm, I'm, I'm aware. I mean, you know, some people call them mobile homes. I'm used to calling them trailers. I've seen people uh, uh, live in their trailer, moving from park to park. I've seen people park in one place and leave it there. And I've also seen people build out houses with that mobile home or that trailer as the nucleus. So you can get pretty creative if you uh, know what you're doing and have a little bit of ingenuity. And uh, you can have a really nice thing with those. Uh, I would like to see more tiny houses. I, you know, last year I moved from one apartment to another and I'm looking around here in Las Vegas. I'm thinking, why can't we have zoning for tiny houses? Mm -hmm. We actually have trailer parks within the city limits, but we don't have mobile. We don't have tiny houses, not even anywhere near metropolitan Las Vegas. Can you have a tiny house? That would be perfect for me. Yeah, I think yeah. I, th I think I think what it is is part of it. I think is they're just so easy to own, and God mm -hmm. forbid people actually end up owning their houses. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, a lot of the a lot of the elements of that is very similar to what we do. The tiny houses. It's you know every city part of first off mobile homes are very misunderstood. Um, yeah, I think Hollywood portrays this image that it's like for for very for for criminals or like has a very bad vibe to it but yeah. you go into some of these communities and it's just like apartments you can have very um low maintained bad quality apartments that are probably unsafe places to live but you have very expensive apartments too right yeah and it's the same with mobile homes you have you have very good you, you go into a lot of these mobile home parks and you're like wow this is what a mobile home park looks like. They have their own community. You have kids running around, um, and it's and and it's a, actually a much nicer place than people imagine. I know. I know. I mean, I grew up in a very rural area. It was hard for me to even build a little grass cutting business. The only place I could get any traction was a mobile home park a mile up the road. I pushed my mower up there, um, started with cutting the grass for somebody I knew, and ended up picking up all the neighbors as clients. See, yeah. it's the only entrepreneurship I could get in that uh, in that uh, hick town that I came from. So, and it was a pretty nice mobile home park. So, what are a few of the FAQs, like the frequently asked questions that people have as they're considering working with you and learning more about what you do? Um, I think one of the big things is the misunderstanding that these mobile homes depreciate over time. Every every um, every area is a bit differently. Like in Vegas, it it follows the real estate market. So if there's a big housing demand and rental rates are very high in, in areas like California, uh, LA, San Jose, San Diego, they've been appreciating 
uh, over the course of years by a lot. Um, I actually have a lot of case, uh, cases where we have clients that in two or three years has appreciated about $70,000. Um, but with that being said, that's one big thing that's a, a common question that we get. And the other is, what's, how's the quality of these homes? Right? I don't know if you got a chance to look at the, the photos of the homes we build. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So they're, they're, you know, it's just like how you would put a new, uh, a new single family home today. So we have like quartz countertops, we have fancy shower tiles and stuff like that. And, and these homes look very beautiful. Um, if you're watching on the video, I don't know if you'll, you'll see our stuff um, anywhere on yeah. Google. Um, but yeah, we've been really pushing the limits of how these look aesthetically. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, I've been to your Forbes article. I've seen your video. I've seen your Instagram and there's this picture on the Forbes article you wrote. And I'm thinking, Holy hell, that's a mobile home. That looks like, <laughs> that looks like an upscale, uh, six bedroom ma- mini mansion. It, whoa. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, that's the thing is that that's, that's how, anyone that hasn't seen mobile homes. They're always shocked. And, you know, the thing is, is that these mobile home parks have been here since the 70s and they were really built to be temporary housing. So these older homes really aren't that great, but they're in very prime location. Uh, That's why we built this company to convert a lot of these old 70s, uh, like you said, trailers and convert it to and use up the land to build something that looks beautiful like what you saw. Right very nice finishes waterfall countertops you can kind of design however the home however you wish your home to be like with a beautiful kitchen and a perfect size for a family Um, exactly uh, but I I don't want to steer away from just only focusing on the aesthetics but people that are buying into these too they get a lot of financial benefit as well you know getting out of paying that three thousand three hundred a month and having a big portion of that going towards something you own makes a huge difference for people. And yeah. I wish that when I was paying rent, struggling every single end of the month, trying to gather money to pay rent, if I would have known how important my housing payment would be, then I know that my life would have been a little bit easier. And that's kind of goes that's, back to the first question. That's why there need to be more tiny houses. I would say, dude, take my money. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, it would be the equivalent of four years of apartment rent. And I would own the damn thing. Exactly. And, I, and I'd probably stay put. And, and, and even if I, and even if I were to take a bath on it, if like, if I had to move all of a sudden, uh, it's not like, it's not like the thing was such a high price. It would be a, a huge gut kick. So before we move on to the fun part of this uh, conversation, we're almost halfway through. Uh, what are a few questions you wish people would ask you? Um, what's a few questions that people, I wish people would ask me. You I'd wish say, they would ask. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Um, you know, we get a ton of questions, but I think the biggest is like, how do we, how important is our housing payment? I keep going to that because, you know, I think a lot of people focus all their life on their career and they think that's, what's going to get them ahead. Uh, but they should, but they all, they often forget to focus about their, how they use their money, their money and how they, um, how they work with their finances because, career alone sometimes can't get you ahead at the rate that you want to be. So I uh, often wish people would kind of 
go find someone that can help give you the right financial advice. Uh, right. And that sort of thing. Right, 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 right. So, uh, so now let's uh, shift gears here and have some, have a little bit of fun. And uh, the first question I want to ask in this section is, what would people who know you be surprised to learn about you? This is your chance to shock your parents. What <laughs> <laughs> um, would people be, that know me would be shocked? To, oh gosh, I, I love having fun. I love traveling. I think finding different cultures is something I, I often enjoy. Um, I, I, I think with that, I'm, I just, hmm, that's a tough one. All uh, right. <laughs> that's kind of what I got. I just love traveling. I love meeting people. I love uh, understanding, getting deep into other people's cultures and everything. So. Oh, that's nice. What do you hope people say about you when you're not around to hear it? I often try to make, you know, I, I have this code of ethics of myself that I want to be able to make a big impact in the world. I think I, I, I mean true to what I say is that I want to help more people that were in my shoes. And I hope that people, you know, can see that. You know, I think it's, mm-hmm. it's something I'm very passionate about. Yeah. If you could go back in time and change one thing you've done, one thing you've experienced, one thing that's happened, what would it be and why? Oh, I, you warned me about this. I saw this on your podcast and I, I was thinking really deep about it, but you know, it's, it sounds like a cliche answer, but I, as much struggle that I've been through during, when I was at my younger age, as it was, of deep depression and a hard time of my life. However, knowing I know that if I didn't go through that myself, I wouldn't have worked as hard as I work today, or I wouldn't be as passionate as I am today if that didn't happen to me. So uh, with that, it's tough to say that I would change anything really. So, wow. Uh, Well, if, this was a family feud. This is the point where I'd be saying in the fast money. And the number one answer was, I wouldn't change a damn thing. <laughs> we've done, we've done, uh, we've done well over 150 of these. And, uh, that would be the number one with a bullet point is the answer. But, uh, the reasons why are where the variety is. No. So here's something that wouldn't necessarily trigger the butterfly effect. What famous person, alive or dead, would you like to meet? And if you had the opportunity, what question would you have for them? I would, I'm a big fan of Steve Jobs. Okay. Uh, I'd say he, he's a very big thinker and can, can kind of, I would ask him how he comes up with um, his creativity and, and, and what he does. Yeah. What motivates and inspires you to keep going when you're having a tough time or facing a challenge? Man, for me, I kid you not, every time we finish a transaction for a family, um, I still tear up to the to this day. And because you can see the joy in this family that never would have believed they would have ever been able to own anything. And when you see the joy that they have, that's what really motivates me to want to just do more and help more people and keep going. Um, whenever I have a struggle or a pain or, um, or things we're going through, 
I just know that if I can help one family get ahead or one good, good, you know, these good people that deserve a, a fighting chance, get ahead. That to me, I, I'd be willing to work all day and night for. Wow. That's pretty cool. Um, and I, Hey, I know how I felt. Uh, I know how I feel every time I sign a new apartment lease. Imagine if I was actually owning the damn thing. Woo. <laughs> yeah so um I, so there's a couple websites we're going to refer people to and i'm going to do that on your behalf but in general uh what is one action you would encourage our listeners to take we're about a minute from being done here so they finish watching this they finish listening to this they say awesome they shut it off what's the next thing you want them to do i'd say look into it and <clears throat> i'd say see how how mobile homes work um step away from open up your mind to the myths and what you see on Hollywood and take a look at how these homes look. Take a look if it's a better situation for you and your family financially. And also just don't focus fully on career, but also focus on where you're putting your money as an investment. Right, right, right. So here's what I want, what uh, you asked me to share. I get two things for you. The first is your business website, francomobilehomes.com. So people can see your work and they can come to believe for themselves what they can do. It's, I, I've checked, I've checked this out myself and it's, I, as I said, I checked out the Forbes article and I was stunned. Now, if people want to see the Forbes article, they want to see the video, they want to see your Insta, they want to see other things that are examples of the work you do, they simply go to www.franco.com. TV, it's a link collection site, and all that stuff is there. I was actually skimming the Forbes article while we were having our conversations. I said I saw that picture, that kitchen with the island in the middle. I'm thinking, that's a mobile home? That looks like the interior of a $750,000 middle-class family house. And it's frightening to say $750,000 and middle-class in the same sentence. Yeah, it's insane. It's crazy out here. You can't get a home in the Silicon Valley for that. Oh, I know. It's getting that way in Las Vegas, too. So, Franco Perez, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been an honor, and believe me, in education. Hey, thank you, and thanks for what you do, too. Thank you for tuning into the Brilliance Plus Passion podcast, where we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who are making a difference for their community, market, and audience. Remember to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast.